listening to the Top Music Guitar Podcast, the show for guitar teachers to learn about the craft of teaching great guitar lessons that students love. If you're looking to start or expand your studio and make guitar teaching your full-time dream job, you've come to the right place. Each week, you'll get to hear from some of the top guitar teachers from around the globe and get their best tips and experiences so you too can build your own dream studio. I'm your host, Michael, and I've founded one of the top guitar schools in Australia, written a best-selling curriculum, and I mentor guitar teachers. I'm excited to share my expertise with you and the wisdom of all the experts we interview. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Top Music Guitar Teaching Podcast. With me today, I've got a good friend, a fellow Aussie, someone from up north in one of the nicest parts of Australia, and that's Glenn Hitchin from Coffs Coast Guitar School. Glenn, welcome to the podcast. G'day, Michael. How are you going? I'm very well, thank you. Good to hear, mate. So how's the weather up north? Uh, no complaints. The weather up north is, very, is quite nice. It's a bit springy. It's warming up quite nicely. Still plenty of T-shirts and um, shorts on the go. So uh, no complaints. No complaints. It's quite nice here. I was just having a chat to Glenn before um, we went live and it's here. It's a Saturday afternoon and I've uh, been hanging out to get outside in the sun all day. And this is the last thing on the to-do list and it's just started raining. The sun's gone hiding behind the clouds. Mm. And it uh, doesn't look like I'm going to get any sun today, but at least I can talk to you, not from sunny Queensland, but the topmost point of New South Wales. Now, yeah. what's Cops Coast, one of the nicest parts of Australia, as I said, it's a big touristy destination place. Yeah. Um, what's what's Cops Harbour famous for? <laughs> Coffs Harbour. What is Coffs Harbour famous for? I reckon if you typed that into Google, uh, you'd come up with a picture of a big banana uh, that's over 50 years old even. Not the same banana. I'm <laughs> sure it's been refurbished. But, yeah, we are home of the big banana. Woo! So for our international listeners, uh, us Aussies and our country towns, we love putting big fibreglass things in them. Do you know why that is, Glenn? You, you've been around a bit longer than me. Maybe you've got a bigger insight than uh, for our listeners, I don't know why it is, but look, I can. Um, and this banana, it's big enough you can walk through it. You walk, you walk in one end of the banana and come out the other end of the banana. It's um, always often a little with bit a, of fun. You often come out with a chocolate coated banana as well, don't you? There's Some chocolate sort of snack. Yeah, there's frozen <laughs> frozen chocolate coated bananas covered in. You can get them with nuts or hundreds and thousands on them, or just straight chocolate. So. Um, yeah, <laughs> there is that. And I tell you, it's on the main road, just driving north out of town before you get back on the highway. And um, you're pretty much guaranteed to always see somebody or a group of people standing out the front, like standing in front of the banana. Hey, photos of the big banana. If you've never heard of it, Google it. You'll see exactly what we're talking about. But, um, yeah, there's many towns in this country that have big things. I don't know what the fascination is as a kid growing up. If we were on a trip uh, up and down the highway with the family and there was a big thing, it was always exciting. As an adult, I think it's still a little bit exciting. It's just kind of cool. <laughs> 100%. And I think you mentioned you're from a town or you were residing in a town called Goulburn, which had a, has another big thing, doesn't it? Yeah, you, many years ago now. We're talking 1999. I lived there worked um, at a place there, and um, they had the big merino, the big sheep, the big ram, 
uh, with horns, big woolly shape, fiberglass. wasn't woolly at all. Big fiberglass shape that you could walk inside of because it's always good to go inside the big things. You can walk up some stairs. You can look out its eyeball. That's a bit weird. Uh, and to, truth be told, if you go around behind the big merino sheep, there's a big set of fiberglass something else hanging out the back. Very realistic sheep. Don't say that. Yeah, they paid attention to detail there. And uh, so, as a Vic- Victorian band, it's almost like a rite of passage. Whenever you do your first tour and you're driving up to Sydney or Canberra or somewhere on the East Coast, as you stop by yeah. the big merino and you, the big you get a big photo out the front doing what you said, the hands <laughs> up. But Yay! you can also get a big, big photo from behind as well. <laughs> That's it. I mean, look, you drive a couple of hours north of here. You're in the Byron area. There's a town, Ballina, and they've got the big prawn. You go up the Sunshine Coast in Queensland, big pineapple. Down in the Snowy Mountains, the big trout. Robertson, Southern Highlands, big potato, which the locals call the big poo. So it kind of looks like that. And, um, yeah, man, any big things you can think of off the top of your head, Michael? Uh, there's a big prawn somewhere on the way to South Australia as well. So there's contested as to the biggest prawns. Yeah. Yes. Nice. The one in Ballin is right out the front of Bunnings. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some town's got the biggest Bunnings as well. I wonder which one that is. Uh, but maybe if you build the big guitar, you get students. Tamworth. Tamworth. That's all, big, yeah, the big golden <laughs> guitar in Tamworth. Yes. Oh, that makes sense. Tamworth <laughs> is like the country music capital of Australia for our like, yeah, international listeners. So that's right. Yeah, big country music town. That one. So, if you have a fascination with these big fiberglass things, jump on Google. You'll find some awesome, um, some awesome big fiberglass things. And if you've travelled around Australia, you've got a photo in front of one of these, maybe post on the Top Music message board or the Facebook group or send us an email with your family photo or selfie in front of one of these big things. Yeah, but, Glenn, we didn't get here to talk about big, giant fiberglass bananas and things we like digress. that. We wanted to have a chat about guitar teaching. So can you give the yeah, listeners a brief story about your guitar teaching journey so far? Okay. A brief story about the guitar teaching journey would have started, it would have been um, oh, heading towards 10 years ago, um, on the back of many years of playing actively in a band for a bunch of years based out of the Illawarra, Wollongong, um, with a lot of gigging and recording and playing and uh, also a bit of study of music at Wollongong University and some after the band ran its course, I got back into studying with some jazz guitar mentors in Sydney and uh, even got me, uh, went, thought I'd get a diploma in music from Sydney TAFE and I thought teaching would be nice. I had uh, plans to relocate up to the mid-north coast where I am now. Um, but I got the ball rolling down in Sydney just amongst some people I knew through work and, and the like there. I started getting my feet wet there uh, and started to find some online sort of um resources around how to go about it. I uh, used some of the topics we covered at TAFE as well, which geared us towards it, lesson planning, how to deliver things in a structure and all that sort of thing, but really just kind of jumped into it there. Moved up to Coffs Harbour with the intention of starting it. So I had a second job when I first got here. And, um, yeah, basically I hit up a local school in a small town of Bellingen where I lived for a short time. And, um, yeah, they, they they let me come in there one day a week and teach a bunch of kids there. I taught there for a couple of years, uh, teaching from home, flyers around the town, moved up into Coffs a little bit further up the highway, same sort of process. 
you know, just started, uh, made a website promoting that, flyers in town, bit of marketing local on the local level, people coming to my house for lessons, still kept going to Bellingen once a week uh, and just started building students through that. I did the old, went to some people's homes as well uh, before ultimately taking the plunge on a commercial location, which I was at for a, for a few years and, uh, you know, quitting the day job and going full time and growing students and just living off that. Had a little bit of a breather um, at the start of 2020 and then, um, yeah, back into it with renewed vigour and pumping along and many years under the belt now and many students uh, helping here in this lovely little town of Coffs. Fantastic. And you've just recently sort of uh, found yourself back in another commercial location. Do you want to tell us a bit about that? Yeah, I've been in here for really about, it'll be coming up about, about a year and a half now. So, um, yeah, look, it was just when I got the ball rolling again, uh, after just the, it was during the whole COVID time, so it was a bit tricky there. Uh, I went and did something else. And it was nice to have a little bit of a break, to be honest, and come back into it refreshed. Um, uh, with a sort of a new lease on it. So I just started it back up based on previous experience from home. wasn't hard to find some students, rebuild a website with a new name and a little bit of local marketing. I had already been teaching in town, so I could reach out to a fair bit of a um, a, a base of students that I already had details from previously. And, uh, yeah, people started coming along to, to, to my home, and it was not long until I thought, well, I've got to just get out of here and get down the road. There was a place not far that was pretty ideal for what I wanted to do, so I, I took that out and um, yeah, got in here and just got the got the, <laughs> started building up the numbers. Yeah, basically, fantastic. And maybe you'd offer some perspective uh, for someone who has stepped away. What what drew you back to teaching? Yeah, well, what drew me back to teaching was I was in a position where I had done something different for work in the in that little time period in between. Never, obviously, I. I um, I had actually had all, I had done some teaching from home on the side still in, during that time period. So I never con- consistently left it 100%. I had a little bit on the side as well from home. But then uh, I was in between jobs and I thought, oh, no, nah, you know what? I couldn't be stuffed going to be an employee. Um, I, I much prefer, and I was, I think I was starting to miss it. But to be honest, uh, a guy I had met, um, a bunch of years back as a student of mine, Michael, he's a great a great guy and um, really wonderful guitar enthusiast. He's um, He saw me out having a coffee with a friend and didn't want to interrupt, but he sent me a text message asking if I was teaching at all and he'd like to get lessons. I said, mate, I'm not really, but um, I'll, look, we'll meet up, say good day and see if we can, um, you know. And I said, yeah, all right, we'll do something casual, be super casual. I'll, I'm happy because he's keen as I'm like, I want to help. And um and um, that's that. The next thing you know, it's full steam ahead. I was just like, "Hang on, I love this. Let's go. This is great." So, um, yeah, Michael started coming, then a friend of a friend, and then someone else, and then someone else. Before we knew it, and balls definitely rolling again. And um, I was I was enjoying it heavily. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And to have obviously Coffs uh, Harbour's not a, a big city, but it's not a small town either. It's kind of no. Got a substantial population, but for you to have students wanting to come back to you and not just trying it out for a bit and going, yep, guitar's not for me, obviously doing something pretty good to connect with people. So what are you doing to sort of have such a positive impact on your students, give them an experience where they want to come back and, uh, you know, are actively seeking out lessons with you? Um, yeah, look, that's a good question. I think 
I keep it pretty upbeat in my lessons. I'm fairly energetic and um, we like to have fun. So we we operate here. I currently teach all the lessons and we work with small groups. Uh, students, no more, no more than four seems to be good for this space and where we're at. So we have fun. I mean, I know that's a simple answer, but we have a laugh. We might like yesterday afternoon, I had the teenage boys in with their electric guitars full of enthusiasm, enthusiasm and vigor, ready to go. But, you know, and they're all riffing away while we're trying to chat. And so we kind of go, okay, let's swap around instruments. I've got a bass here. You can whack on the bass. You play the chords. Uh, You could do the the lead stuff, think this scale or that scale. We're going to swap around a little bit of, um, you know, showing and sharing what each other is working on during the week. We'll dive into some of the content that I work through. Um, and keep it keep it mixed up. Hear what it is that they're after, but have a balance of, um, you know, everyone kind of having a little moment to to share what they're doing on the guitar, where they're at, having a collaborative effort and um, having a laugh, bringing some personality. It's guitar we're doing here. You know, we're not here to... Um, we're not doing brain surgery, you know. It's a fun activity and it should be fun. I get people, get, we get frustrated sometimes as guitarists ourselves, you know. We've gone through peaks and valleys over the years, plateaus and triumphs and all of that stuff. We know what it's like to 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 um, get frustrated. So you've got to give a, a nice bit of encouragement. Don't let it get you down. Keep doing what you're doing. You're doing great sort of thing, you know. And, um, yeah, just sort of. In this town, like you said, the population size is not massive, but it's not small. It's kind of, to be honest, it's kind of in the little, in the Goldilocks zone, I guess you'd say. (laughs) So for marketing, I think word of mouth travels really well in a town this size. And and because then you've got the area and a little bit spread out, but then you've got highway and the bush and countryside you know and coastline and you and, and you've got to go an hour up the highway to the other to the next big town sort of thing or, or south as well to the next big town so word of mouth can can sort of do well if i've got a good um i think if you keep that sort of community personality and fun and people having improvement on their playing with the instrument and people tell someone who tells someone who tells someone, and you know that's that's fine by me. Come along, but I don't really advertise, to be honest. Yeah, no, it's a, a really really good position to be in, and I do want to come back to this word of mouth thing because I think it's really really important. But I yeah think it's also worth highlighting. The most important thing was you make lessons fun, and I think teachers sometimes either lose track of it because we, being professionals, often. Uh, we're so focused on a goal or getting to a certain point, we forget that the average person is just looking for a hobby. They just want to pick it up and strum a few chords and fill in an hour here or an hour there. They're not led by yep. this burning desire to be the best or they're not aiming to uh, – they don't have a gig to work towards. They're not working to any sort of deadline. And we can often go – or we find practicing for three hours a day fun, but other people find that the most tedious thing in the, in the world. <laughs> So I think it's really important that um, you mentioned that is how can we make lessons fun for our students, whether that's having a nice big smile when they come in, whether that's being really casual about it, telling a few jokes and all those kind of things. But, yeah, I think that's something really important that you mentioned there. Mm, mm, That's true. A lot of people, yeah, and not that you don't, not that we won't get somebody who comes in who's, who's, who's got that drive and will be at home practicing, and that is the case as well. But still making it fun. 
uh, for them. And and um, but yeah, a lot of people they're just. I mean, how many times do you hear people come in? You know, I just want to. I don't want to perform. I want to. I want to hang out at home. Maybe take it camping and have the acoustic guitar. Do all that sort of thing. I go, that's no worries. Let's let's get into that. Let's let's you know. And generally, it's a very popular instrument, the guitar, and for good reason. It's 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 a very rewarding instrument and experience to develop a skill on it, especially if you're brand new and it's something you've seen your whole life and listened to, but you've never seen or imagined yourself playing it or had the experience of being a musician even. Um, and I've and I've got some really lovely students who are nice long term students who. It just shift those goalposts. Like when we met, they they like we all were it when we first pick up a guitar. You know, we we're, were all on the same we're all in the same boat. And um, they're going, how do I do this? How, how do I do a, this chord? Whatever it may be, it might be an E minor, a D. You know, and now they they're not complaining about that at all. Fingers are moving fine. How do I do that? Bark, how do I get that soul? How do I do, you know, they shift the goalposts forward and forward and they're loving it. And to hear them talk about that, I was like, you know, I get up on a Saturday morning, I'm on the veranda, the sun's coming up, got my cup of tea, I'm strumming away. My husband's over there. He's just, he turns the telly off now and he's he's just listening to me on the guitar. And occasionally he'll say I sound pretty good and stuff like that. Um, you know, it, it's to have it come into people's lives. It's... um. It, it, look, it's a, it's a, I'm very grateful to be in a position to help facilitate that with, with with some of the people in this local community. Yeah, that's great. And I think the biggest compliment you can get as a teacher when um, old mate comes in and says, "Oh, my wife actually gave me a compliment. <laughs> she said that's it's actually the one. Sound, sound half decent." Or yeah, you know, yeah. She, she goes, oh, I know. What I, or they they hear him singing along in the other room from put some lyrics over the top. So yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there. And in terms that's of helping it. them have fun and make that connection. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Now, the other thing I wanted to jump into just quickly was you mentioned like word of mouth and how important that is. Uh, it's one of the hardest things to establish. You know, you can anyone can advertise to varying degrees of success, but if you've got people telling other people about your business and you've got referrals coming in, that means you're doing something right. Now, if yeah. you're not getting referrals, that means people aren't not talking about you. It just means someone saying, hey, have you heard about this Glenn bloke or this Michael bloke? Uh, what do you reckon? Mm-hmm. And they're saying, oh, I tried lessons for a bit. And yeah, maybe steer clear of that one. So if you're not getting referrals, it means your lessons aren't good enough for people to want to refer their friends and uh, and or potentially they're telling for their friends not to, to worry about it, to go look elsewhere. So it doesn't sound like you've got that problem there, Glenn. It sounds like you've got the opposite. But for some of our listeners at home, if you're not getting the word of mouth, that's a good indication of you need to improve a few things, whether that's you personally just becoming a bit more friendly and uh, approachable and communicable, or whether it's the fact that you need to shape up your program a little bit. Mm, mm, that's right. And and just to be a part of your um, local community in a sense too. Don't be afraid. I've done things where we've had students where we've gone out busking for charity, you know, and so we're out at a local shopping centre Get yourself a little bit of signage. Get your students there and their family members, and spend the morning taking turns of playing some songs and have, playing some guitar, and have a bucket out there, charitable uh, cause as well, um, and be seen out there. It's 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 that's not a bad idea, something like that as well. So. Hey there, guys! It's Michael here with a quick message from Top Music. 
Are you a passionate guitar teacher looking for tips to make lessons more fun and engaging for your students? Maybe you're struggling to grow your business and need help getting more students to take lessons with you. Maybe you're a guitar player who wants to get out of a day job and make music your full-time gig with some teaching on the side. If you found yourself saying yes, then look no further than a membership with us at Top Music Guitar. Top Music is a place music teachers can come together from all over the world to share ideas, develop both their teaching skills and their business knowledge, and receive advice from industry experts. You'll get access to over 20 courses for guitar teachers and a host of general music teaching resources that will help you have a bigger impact on your students, teach better lessons, and of course, make you more money. For less than the price of what you charge for a private lesson, $49 per month, you'll get access to everything you need to bring your studio to life and become the best teacher you can be. Join now at www.topmusicguitar.com. Now, back to the podcast. Yeah, and any of those opportunities where you can help your students have a real experience like a busk or a open mic night or whatever, and it exposes you to the community at the same time, it's amazingly powerful because you're creating your own little interconnected guitar school community, but you're also bridging the gap to the wider, broader community. Mm. Mm. Exactly. So that sounds interesting. Tell us a little bit more about this charity busk and, and what it involved and how you set it up. That last one we did was a little while ago. Now, what we've done more recently is more of a concert thing with the stage and indoors and a thing. The last time we did the busking, it was at the previous location, which had upstairs from where I was. It was a little um, local, little shopping, what do they call them in America? Strip mall sort of thing. And um, so we had a little supermarket, hairdressers, bakery, news agents, butchers, takeaway shop physio, guitar lessons, we're all there together. And the, I was good friends with the, um, the guy who did the coffees up at the, um, at the bakery. And so he's, he's like, mate, get, get, get him out here. Let's, I was telling him the idea. And he's like, do it here, do it out the front of the bakery. So I was like, brilliant, let's just do that. So we organised it with him. I organised it with um, Starlight Foundation. I thought it was a good charitable cause. And um so we we got a little bit of their signage and this and that, our own, and we just kind of met there with students out the front, set up an amplifier, a microphone. We had had people in the car park and up the footpath, all just hanging around, and and from young kids, no, it wasn't adults. All the adults piked it on that one, but we had a whole heap of kids who got involved. <laughs> from younger ones, we had some singers playing and singing, uh, rocking out some riffs, doing some electric guitar, acoustic guitar. I'd jump on here and there. We were there for a good half an hour. So it's a busy little, um, it was a busy little, you know, community shopping joint, um, little set of shops. So plenty of people were coming and going and 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 uh, seeing what we were doing. And mate, we just had a really great experience all around, I think. Uh, we annoyed the news agent owner, this cranky old dude, because uh, <laughs> he was next door and he was whinging all oh, these people here. Oh, this is terrible. Like, anyway, yeah, we really appreciate the extra, extra people walking past and coming in the shop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's good to do stuff like stuff like that. Yeah. You know, it's it's that's that's not too tricky to do something like that. Very easy. Keep it casual, keep it enjoyable, be very supportive. And um you know, people get nervous. A lot of people haven't never performed. We did a school concert earlier this year, and um, and that that was really good. We did it. We we hired a community hall and um in town, 
which was nice, had a, uh, yeah, a good capacity. We had over 100 people in the audience, family members and, and the like. We put on some food and drink and it was a good setup with the PA and um, the microphone. So we had a little bit of a video backdrop and the, mate, the coloured lights, all of that. And um, we just took turns getting up groups of students, adults this time, thankfully. There was... Um, yeah, it went really well, and and people had a, a very enjoyable experience. A lot of people who'd never performed before in their life, so uh, just a really great, um, a whole lot of courage of them to get up there and do it, you know, and to uh, again to be able to help them do that required a bit of effort on our part, but you know that's that's part of the part of the job. Yeah, it sounds absolutely terrific, and sometimes the adults are bigger chickens than the kids are when it comes to performing, <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Very serious, so especially this couple of couple of guys, Michael, who I mentioned before, the the guy who kind of saw me and spurred me on to to get back into it. Him and another dude, Courtney, were doing a little duo together, and they're just out the back the whole time, just running through their chops, warming up, warming up, warming up. We're ready, we're ready. Warming up, sneaky beer, warming up, warming up. You know, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and they did great. It was really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's amazing. And this is the reason why the word gets out about your school is because, one, giving the students memories that they'll never, ever forget, but, two, everyone else in the community can see how much fun people are having and the name gets out there, the word gets on the street, and the rest is history. Look where you are now. People take photos of their family members, share it on their Facebooks and Instagrams. They'll they'll give you a tag and things like that. So it does help. that's, that's That's all, you know, that sort of visibility as well. Is quite it's quite good, but yeah. Um, but and and to be honest, though, I just kind of want to go back. It's fun to talk about these things and where we go. But if I, when I cast my mind back several years, I was when I was I wasn't doing that. When I was grinding it to get momentum going, um, it was a different story. You know, I, I hooked up with the local couple of local um, sort of business advice people and they helped by putting a – I wrote a little article they put in their newsletter and that they put in the local newspaper. Um, I took their advice on doing this. There was some other – I would go – I was driving around to people's homes um, and just – also just as as a teacher wanting to develop, to develop your teaching, much like getting good at the guitar, you've got to get hands-on. So you really – you've got to start teaching. I was preparing and preparing – uh, lesson materials, you know, I started by writing them out with pen and paper and then like keeping a master copy and just photocopying and photocopying because it's like, well, pen and paper, you can't. It's until I started writing a whole bunch of charts and notations and, and worksheets and all these things. Um, with I uh, was using Sibelius at the time, which is a bit overkill for just guitar, <laughs> but um, and designing them with InDesign and all this. I've got a massive stack of all these. Things and and then just 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 learning the process and being open, listening to podcasts like this for for experience on what to do, but uh, keeping track, learning about the the administrative side of things as well, keeping track of lesson notes, keeping track of payments, how to go about monitoring that stuff, taking out, getting okay, you know, running it on spreadsheets or on bits of paper in folders and the like, and then branching into the online. Um, apps and those sort of things that manage the CRMs and and the like that manage those sort of things in a much nicer fashion than than a notepad and a pen and, and growing numbers and you know having hits having misses having yeah peaks and valleys and and 
know, it, it's yeah, you got you got to get in there and get stuck into it. Mm. And maybe looking back from when you got started, as you mentioned, like writing everything out by hand, Sibelius. What are maybe yeah. three three of the biggest force multipliers or leverage points for you as a teacher? So you know, if you were talking to some of our listeners who are just getting started with teaching, what would you say you need to have this, this, and this in place? What would that be? Having lesson material on hand that's practical. I'm going to give people something clearly to take home, whether it's in a display folder or it would, and, uh, you know, fill up a book of their own, um, to be able to go home and work on that, to be able to um, to have to have a categorized set of of lesson material from different aspects of the guitar get very hands on particularly with new students get them playing don't get techni- don't get too technical at the start just get them playing on the instrument and feeling good about it so having some sheets with some some couple of chords in some simple chord progressions finding a couple of song charts that uses three of these simple chords but being able to just bring them into the lesson on hand uh, building some things with some simple scales, some simple technical technique stuff, basically little warm-up finger exercises, stuff like this, uh, some little melodies as well, particularly if it's younger kids, that's great. We've got even if it's older as well, we've all got these melodies we've grown up hearing. Happy birthday is brilliant. The amount of times I've taught happy birthday to people it's so good because everyone gets a chance to play that to their family members at home and that's very encouraging when they do i've had people come in and go, oh look it was dad's birthday and here i am playing him happy birthday and stuff like that so you can then look at different ways of playing it single string across two or three strings playing it with chords you know you can so you can you can use these things branch out from them here it is in another octave you know here it is with no open strings there's a lot you could look at look at various points to come in around a certain thing. Don't sit on it too. I'd come back to it later and you say, remember that one? Well, look, we could do this with it as they've developed and grown a little bit. Um, yeah, and just encouragement and play through with them, slow and steady. Uh, but to have a have to 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 build a um a reservoir of stuff like that to to be able to uh, also to be able to I think develop your own skills in the background of of to be able to um notate on the fly get good at being able to notate stuff that you hear be able to transcribe work on your transcription skills and you can start with that i think um using software is the best avenue for that you can do it by hand and that's fine but if you can use guitar pro or something that's really good start by transcribing a piece of music just copy what you've got on a page onto the computer okay then start to develop your own ideas start to play around start to listen to some simple melodies, notate them. Transcription on the fly is really handy for when a student uh, develops your ear, develop your ears as well as, as a musician. And and when someone comes in and wants to go, oh, I really want to learn this, and if you can bang it out for them and here is a chart and it's presentable and it's laid out well and it's bang, there it is five minutes later, they really like that as well. So so to be able to be flexible in, in that area, I think, is is very handy. Transcription is very handy as a teacher. Yeah, and one of the most important skills for anyone. But obviously, the ability to write mm. down and the technology is the big one. Is you know, don't just write it down, give it to a student. Write it down, give it to a student. Being able to 
make it once and and leverage it forever, I think is a one of the biggest, most yeah. important things you can do. Very handy. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Glenn, sounds like the school is doing really, really well for you. I understand you've explored a new avenue through YouTube. So do you want to tell us a little bit more about your new channel you've just launched? Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Something I have had floating around probably for a good five years. Uh, I can recall I've nearly pulled the trigger on it five years ago and now I've gone, oh, man, I wish I had of. So so it's been quite encouraging to have been asked by somebody local, a student of mine who has an office space nearby with some empty rooms that are sound-treated acoustically due to um, there used to be a hearing aid business where, where he is. That's not what he does, but... um. There's the, he's, he asked me, have you got any use of an acoustically treated room that's empty? I was going, hmm, like a ding, ding. I think I quite let, can't come have a look. So I went in and had a look and it's this, just this nice little isolated room, uh, carpet on the walls. It's empty. It's double glazed glass through the control room. It's just these eyes. I've gone, okay, yeah, all right. I want to get some video stuff going on. I thought, um, not only can I create some video content for local students, the, the, uh, that thing about starting YouTube again, getting getting into a um, a sort of a guitar related thing to a, to a larger audience than than my local town. So I've launched um, yeah something. It's I'm calling it Guitar Practice Hub is what it is. Um, we went because number one in terms of practice on the guitar, and sometimes I, I've always thought like some people get put off by that word, but other times. So many people come in going, oh, I haven't practiced. Oh, I want to practice. I've got to have I've practiced more. You get other students who are unstoppable in that area. But you, I do get I do get queried a lot on practicing. We run through some practice charts here at school. We've got tables for them to fill out, to re- record their uh, areas, you know, tick off the days of the week and all this sort of thing. But um, it just kind of got me thinking about practicing guitar. So. Uh, you know, I've gone and got some gear to set up a little filming space. It's it's um, only three months old at this point, I think, around now, and um, I'm making guitar practice videos. So it's like grab your guitar, press play, and we'll do it together, like right now. So we'll get you practicing. Now, at the moment, getting a YouTube channel started is the big thing is to just start. I'm not putting it off for another five years. So I've been banging out some videos every week on that in a variety of areas to just grow that um, content on there and give some people some valuable stuff. Thankfully, having a guitar school, I get students coming in who are going and giving me direct feedback because they've been practicing with my um, YouTube videos during the week. And so it's really nice to get that firsthand feedback on how to kind of, you know, evolve it into a, into a real practical and, and beneficial thing. Ultimately, it's going to be covering a wide range of areas on the guitar, but really zeroing in on a particular um, guitar student, guitar enthusiast, and, and catering content for them uh, and road mapping it out into a certain aspect that's going to take them on a journey to what they want to achieve, ultimately grow an audience, ultimately build some other stuff around that that I can then offer as more valuable content for that audience. But three months in, I'm happy. We've got 13 videos and um, quite enjoy it. It's quite quite fun. It, it's it's a lot more work on the plate, obviously, but it's fun to be back um, 
somewhat presenting. I, I, I used to, in my 20s, I was I worked in radio and commercial broadcasting for a number of years. So it's kind of fun to kind of put that hat back on a little bit and, and be presenting in a sense, but also encouraging and playing guitar and ultimately helping people to practice with their guitar and improve their playing. And, you know, uh, and the same vibe is here. Try to have a nice time while we do it. Don't stress. It's all good. Just do this. You'll be right. If you're having trouble, do it again. You know, that's how we get better. Yeah, so, so I highly encourage Guitar Practice Hub on YouTube. Please check it out and um, see if there's anything that you want to, um, you know, as if you're a guitar teacher and take any tips out of that to help with your own students or the like about how to how to go about practicing and helping people uh, improve. Yeah, that's really awesome. And the tag, we'll make sure we link this wherever you're listening or watching this, guys. It's at Guitar Practice Hub uh, on YouTube. And um, you can see some wonderful thumbnails. You've obviously have you done a bit of research into how to set up a channel and how to how to market yourself because it looks looks very good from uh, yeah. what I'm looking at right now. You know, there's uh, a lot of people when they get started. You know, it's the the camera in their mum's basement. Um, yeah, there's about four pixels in the whole video, but you know, it looks like you put a bit of time and effort into getting set up ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm jumping right in and doing a lot of research around it. I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel or figure out how to invent the wheel. I'm like, okay, what what do you do? So it's, you know, it's um, I'm taking on a lot of advice from a variety of sources online around that. I got particularly, I went and purchased some um, gear just to, to help with the audio, with the lighting and um, with the, I got, you know, got a half-decent camera. I didn't go crazy, but it was better than my phone and I like that. Um, just some tripods and thankfully I can leave it all set up in the space and duck in and out of there as I, as I want to. But, um, I, I've, I've, I've taken some thumbnail advice. Thankfully, look, locally here again, DIY for knuckleheads. There's a YouTube channel for you. If you're into some home do it yourself sort of stuff, he's a local dude, uncle knackers. And, um, <laughs> we have a mutual friend and, We've been he's we've been hooked up with each other. He's he's a YouTuber, and that's that's how he that's what he does. So we've caught up, we've spoken on emails, we've had a coffee, and had had some really good chats. He's he's much further along, and he's 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 a um he's a wise man in the world of YouTube. <laughs> Although he would not say that, but um, uh, it's really nice to be able to sit down with someone firsthand, and they say, "Here, here's this, here's this suggestion. I suggest this, and then he'll be able to just go and." I go, all right, I'll, I'll take that advice and I'll just immediately start implementing it, you know. So I, I, there's a lot of room to to grow and to grow as a, as a producer of this sort of content and I'm really looking forward to uh, to it. I'm, real, I'm well prepared for a long-term grind in it and that's totally fine. I think uh, ultimately it's something I want to kind of, you know, grow as, as, as a business venture as well to uh, help free up a little bit of time away from in-person teaching for for uh, family, more time with my beautiful family and, um, uh, you know, and friends and other other commitments around town and that sort of thing. But um, it will not happen without a lot of hard work, so putting in the hard work. Yeah, no, that's really, really awesome to hear. And I've got another channel to check out. Just uh, I'll bring it up. He's got 350,000 subscribers or thereabouts. So uh, obviously... Yeah that's getting pretty up there in numbers. And and I just think it's interesting to point out that just like your guitar students come to you to learn how to play guitar, you're going to someone who's 
established in their YouTube to create a learn how to YouTube. So the theme of learning <laughs> is yeah. always find someone who's doing what you want to do and, you know, ask them for help yeah. and get some guidance on what to do. Also, if I want to make a homemade pool table or a three-pronger boomerang, I can also ask him how to do that from off-cut bits of timber and the like. <laughs> that one, like, for those of you who are um, <laughs> listening at home, the, the first video suggested is this boomerang was banned and it's this three. I cannot wait to watch this video as soon as we jump off this podcast. <laughs> so he's, he's already got me intrigued straight away. Like, oh, that's good. Um, and for our listeners, uh, Lauren Bateman, who's a good friend of mine and um, was one of the first three interviews that helped us launch this podcast, she has her own uh, side channel called Full-Time YouTubers. So she's up to about 300,000 subscribers herself. She's doing tremendously well and she's got the amazing merge of she's a marketer who's gone into YouTube guitar teaching and is kicking goals and putting some massive <laughs> amount of points on the scoreboard in her division. So she's got a really good course. I've done uh, the level one version of her course, and that sort of helped me get a lot of things established in my own YouTube channel. I'm, you know, I'm by no means great at YouTube. I probably started my own channel in the 31st of October last year. So uh, 2022 was when I formally said, yep, I'm going to do guitar lessons on YouTube. And uh, I reckon I'm doing all right, but I got some great advice from Lawrence. It was very helpful. So if you're a guitar teacher wanting to shift into it, check out Glenn's channel, you know, Success Leaves Clues. If he's doing some amazing stuff, watch a few of his videos and try to figure out what he's doing or go to the source, Mr. What do you say? My Uncle Knackers at DIY for Knuckleheads. And, of course, yes. Lauren Bateman, a shout-out for her. Uh, she's got some amazing stuff. So if you find her on social media or check out her side channel, Full-Time YouTubers, um, she's got some great stuff. You can check out some great free stuff and some even better paid stuff. So, Glenn, we'll bring this one in for landing. Do you have any last bits of wisdom, whether that's for teaching or YouTube or radio presentation and, and charisma and talking and communicating? Do you have any tips for our listeners or, or final bits of wisdom we can share? Don't be afraid to jump into the deep end of the pool. You will probably not sink. You will most likely swim. And even if you get a little bit of, you know, water caught in the windpipe and come up coughing and spluttering. There's that experience under your belt that you just grow further uh, the more you do that. So if you find a situation a little uncomfortable, do not turn your back on it. Embrace it. Get into it. Be cool with being uncomfortable. Don't be scared to find help and advice. I mean, I early 20, I was probably 19, I think. I quit a horrible city job in a building for a bank. And uh, so I'm going to go work in radio and they they laughed and I quit my job. But I, I'd gone to the Careers Reference Centre down across the road in town. I found a folder because this was just before the internet was a thing to really look up stuff. And, and, and I found a folder on commercial broadcasting for radio and I was like, bingo, this is gold. This tells me what to do. Okay, brilliant. Take notes. Do this, do this, do this. Okay. I went and joined a local community radio station. I went and did their training course. I got hands-on. I started presenting a community radio show as a volunteer, having no clue uh, previously about any of that stuff. I went and enrolled at the Australian Film, Television and Radio School and did some study there. So so, so invest in yourself as well. If there's training or programs around it, don't be scared of that. Get into that. Develop yourself. Invest in yourself. And if it's uncomfortable, like, I, I you know, I followed the path, took a job as a radio announcer. I'm like, oh, here I am. What's going on? 
bah, you just start doing it. Same when it came to music and performance. With the band we had going for about six years, we were running all original music and, and, and the like, and, 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 and the gigs, they kept coming and coming, and, and, and it was like, oh, here we go. Like there's a point where you haven't done that yet, and then there's a point where you've done loads of them and a lot under your belt. So, oh, I'm a bit uncomfortable. Just go do it. Get that out of the way. Do it again. Do it again. Uh, if you have to MC an event, whether it's a, um, a, a performance you're putting on for your guitar school, get up, talk on the microphone. If you've not talked in front of a group of people, go and do it. <laughs> and you can't beat firsthand experience. It's okay to not know what you're doing. You're going to get to know what you're doing the more you do it. So jump in the deep end. Go for a swim in the pool. Get wet. That's some really, really solid advice there and what a close to this episode. So, Glenn, on behalf of the Top Music Guitar community, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been a pleasure catching up. We thank you for your Thanks, time. And one, one last time, where can our listeners find you or connect with you uh, through social media or online? Um, I think right now probably the best thing is, is the Guitar Practice Hub, whether it's on YouTube or the Instagram that I've got. It's at Guitar Practice Hub, all one word. Uh, it's more broad than 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 my local school. Um, so I'm more than happy to get in touch and chat to anybody if you, if you want to. Mate, send us a bell. All good. There you go, guys. So we'll make sure we pop those links wherever you're listening. Check out Glenn. He's doing some awesome stuff in his school and on his YouTube channel. And uh, we we'll look forward to having you on at another episode in the future. Glenn, thanks so much. And for our listeners, thanks, we'll mate. chat to you in the next episode. Have a good one, guys. Hey there, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Top Music Guitar Teaching Podcast. If you have any questions about anything we discussed on the podcast, reach out to me at michael at topmusic.co via email. If you want a guest on the show because you're doing some wonderful things in the teaching space, I would love to hear from you. Or if you've got any suggestions for guests or topics we can discuss, as always, you know where to find me. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is our Top Music Guitar Teaching Membership. We have over a thousand members of Top Music, and that is a huge community of people that you can connect with online, share wonderful teaching tips, and of course, network with. We've also got over 20 courses for music teachers, 12 special ones for guitar on every topic imaginable from group teaching, private teaching, how to find more students, how to build websites, everything you could possibly want to need to know about teaching, building a business, and getting more students is covered. And you get access to all of this for $49, probably less than what you charge for a one-hour private lesson every single month. So don't miss out on this awesome opportunity. Visit our website, www.topmusicguitar.com and join us in the membership. Thank you so much and we'll see you next week.